ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chris and Andre Show. Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to the Chris and Andre Show. This is episode 51. Uh, we're glad you're here. You're, uh, we're glad you're here. Um, verbal typo. It's time for politics. It's been a week. We didn't record last week. Wait, didn't we? Did we? I don't know. Yeah, I think we did. And we did. Um, well, that's how much of a week it's been. I, I know that um, when I when I called you up on Wednesday. Yes. The day after uh, we recorded. Yeah. Yep. My whole world like just stopped. I was like, this is not, this cannot be happening. I, I was so pissed. Um, and of course you, you got to hear me be pissed. <laughs> not only did I get to hear you be pissed, uh, but yeah, that was the first I had heard of anything happening. Um, so I had been working around the house, cleaning some stuff up, loading up a bunch of stuff on the back porch to go to the dump and was working with my dad. And like, we weren't, uh, you know, didn't have a TV or a radio or anything like that. And so, um, you called and you were like, do you see what's going on? And I'm like, no, like I thought, cause I was right by your house that, you must be like nearby, you know, like you saw my truck and we're like, Oh, this motherfucker should come to my neighborhood and not call me. Um, and so you told me that and I was like, what the fuck? And then I got to the dump and like unloaded everything. And I was telling my dad, like this shit, like Andre just called me and told me what was going on. And so I got online and started looking and then like tried to flip through the stations to find a radio, uh, like, you know, news radio, that was talking about it. Um, and so then I went home and uh, just started consuming all of the videos and trying to catch up on what had been going on um, and was just, I mean, like, not surprised because that's not the right word. You know, like, this is... This is kind of what I I have been worried about right. for some time. I'll be honest, I didn't think it would be I didn't think the violence and the attack would be focused on the government. I thought it was going to be more focused on the population. Yeah. yeah. And so I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> I think it certainly puts things on a on a different scale, but, but I think like, it was also so confusing to see some of the images because it didn't, to me, like it was such a weird mix of people. Like, I think there was a group that had very bad intentions who was really kind of orchestrating the plan to infiltrate. And then I think they were supported by a bunch of people who just kind of went along with it because they were there and got caught up in it. Now, that is not in any way to excuse it. Like, you 
freaking own your own behavior. But, right. you know, like I don't, it didn't seem because it, once the people got inside, but then couldn't really get any further without getting shot, they just kind of started milling about. And I mean, there were stories about like them getting up to the second or third floor and there being velvet roped off, you know, areas to form lines and that they all just went through the velvet roped area. You know, like nobody knocked it over. Nobody like they basically followed the rules once they got inside <laughs> and like the, the Instagram pictures and all of this, you know, like I'm here for the moment seemed so much more like people thinking that this was, you know, a, like a college football game, you know, like that's what it looked like. Parts of it looked like, but then you see the shit where, you know, you got people that are screaming at these Capitol police officers, you know, threatening them if they don't get out of the way, people getting shot because they're trying to climb through windows into areas that they're absolutely not allowed to be in. Um, and everything else, and then, you know, like, the images of the freaking gallows, you know, with the noose out front. It And it just all boils down to, like, man, we got, we got to this point. I, um, yeah, I kind of felt like this is like of what what part of Donald Trump did you believe would not end like this basically um and the part that you know and I kind of unfortunately I got to watch the speech where he's like I'll be there with you dude went back to the crib literally went the opposite direction and it's and what what keeps baffling me aside from the images you talk about is the fact that people still believe that he's something that he's not. Yeah. They, they believe and care that he lost, you know, he lost the election because it was stolen from him. It's like, which part are you missing? Like you're missing everything else. You know, you're missing the fact that a lot of people don't like him. A lot of people didn't want to see another four years of him. Why can't that be enough? You know, um, but I do, I do, 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 do agree that part of the hypocrisy of even the Democrats is how the 2016 election went. Um, granted, they could have handled the Russian investi investigation a little bit differently, but you kind of move on, right? Um, and I don't know if I'm not, I'm not placing blame on the media, but I do feel like there's some validity to that statement. Now, granted that the way it was handled on both sides on this side was kind of, it was crazy, but I do understand that argument uh, because I didn't vote for either one of them. It's like, they're both crazy and, but he's just incompetent. Um, but I, I, what I can't, so I, I may agree with that point, the way it was handled in 2016 um, or the way that the Russia investigation was presented was probably too much hype behind it. Uh, and it probably could have worked out the way it worked out, give or take or, or whatever, without so much drama behind it. Um, and aside from that, 
it's just unimaginable that people would still support him. It's just, and it's not, it's in a way of like, it's a, it's a small portion of the, of the population. Not that it's a, a small amount of people, but it's a small portion of the population. And you've got the entire GOP being held hostage by them. And you have people afraid of them and they're just a bunch of chumps. You've got uh, senators saying, now is the time to be, you know, <laughs> kicking ass and taking names. I'm like, dude, if you came to my, like, literally, like, none of you scare me. Like, that's, that that's the, they, they get so emboldened when there's a group of them. But you take any one of them, one-on-one, it's like, that's not the same conversation. And that, that mob mentality is just, it's so telling, you know? Uh, it, I mean, what... What did those images like, you know, like what did they think that was going to conjure up in people's minds, right? Ultimately, because it reminded me of the fucking assholes with torches in Virginia, you know, like it reminded me of lynch mobs, you know, like that's what that shit fucking looked like. Well, what's sad to say, and I don't think anybody on that side of the argument is going to want to hear this or believe it or that they're listening. The difference in this country as, you know, than Cuba or Venezuela, if these guys really think they're going to like overthrow the government, there's probably a lot more reasonable people that are capable of stopping them. Like that's, that is a cold, like hard fact. And that's, I don't think they they're they're moving from a point of and I look at it in like uh, if you're like in the neighborhood right if you're in the hood you got that one kid that's always loud and he's dope around his boys he's I mean he's gonna pop off whenever he gets a chance but you catch money one time by himself and it doesn't have to be twenty against one it can be one on one with somebody that's really gonna be like nah I'm good and he gets his ass kicked. And that's the thing that this, because when you say that not everybody entered the Capitol, there's a reason for that because being reasonable, you can be upset or passionate about however you want to describe your feelings about the election, but you know, there is a difference between right and wrong. The people that enter the Capitol just feel like somebody's got their back. That's all that they're, they're that, yo, I know these people got my back people. Yeah, I mean, it was. I think there were multiple things. Like, one, there was this belief that this was somehow the revolution of of 1776. First off, I'd like to point out, 1776, the Declaration of Independence was signed. Was signed. A, a piece of paper, a note. We sent a note, <laughs> right, and said, "Nah, we're good." <laughs> And that started a war, right? So where was the note? You know, like, I mean, this just was immediately jumping into war. These people describe themselves as patriots, you know, like, I mean, Mel Gibson style patriots. Because <laughs> there know, were a lot of people that hated Jews in that crowd. You could tell that much. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of banana stuff. It's like for everything holy, like. Take a U.S. history class. Like there, there are things that predicate all the things they're talking about, and they have no concept of of, of the the true context of what they're trying to do. Yeah. It's just it blows my mind. 
Um, and it almost makes me, I'll say, I'll say it this way. Trump made it known how he feels about his own supporters. He said they look like low class people. Like, so now I can say they truly are deplorable. But I mean, what, what did he expect? <laughs> like a bunch of guys in three piece suits storming the Capitol. I mean, like. What is he seeing when he goes out and does his rallies? Like, yeah, you know, and I will say there was a weird mix of people to see some. I mean, again, like I think there were a bunch of people that were there literally just so they could post Instagram pictures and say, look at me, MAGA, you know, hashtag I support Trump. And it's like, okay, what you're going to jail now. (laughs) Yo, like I hope that Instagram picture was worth it. The dude that stole the the envelope, the empty envelope from Nancy Pelosi's office. Yo, the the stupidity involved or the lack of understanding of anything they were actually, you know, the consequences of what they did. Yeah. Was just so dumbfounding. I I mean, it was like it was like the frat party that got loose and stormed the Dean's office, you know? And it's like, they're hauling off the lectern and (laughs) putting their feet up on the desk and leaving notes. And, you know, but then again, right. There's that. And then there's the freaking cop being pulled out of the archway and beaten with flags, American flags. The, the stupidity involved. I mean, just the, like, I don't, I don't have the word. It's just stupid, yo. Well, it's and just... then to, I mean, again, right? Not super surprising that a, there's a number of law enforcement members amongst the yeah. crowd that was literally with their badges, you know, telling the Capitol Police, no, we're here to do this for you. Get out of the way. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> freaking uh Politicians, the Cap- like the politicians. lawmakers in the West Virginia, you know, representative. But yeah, I don't want to crap on West Virginia, but I mean, I'm just like cross? anywhere, dude. I mean, it's you know, like I, I like there weren't people from North Carolina, right? Actually, I know that there were. Right? Oh, there is a, a captain, a psyops captain from Fort Bragg that actually she resigned. But poor choices, you know, uh, the even the veteran that got killed. Um, Ashley Babbitt. Yeah, I, I don't want to say her name. No, uh, I'm sorry. I mean, she voted for Obama. So, how did she get radicalized? That's the question. That those are things where it's like, not that he's got a power of persuasion, but what buttons did he push to make people believe what he said? Because he's not very persuasive. No, but I think it's not. Again, like it's not just him. He was just the. He happened to be in the right place at the right time is what it really boiled down to, right? Like he is ultimately the one that pushed this thing as far as it could go so far, you know, like he's pushed it, pushed the, 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 the limit, I think of what he can get away with and therefore what he can get these people to do for him. Right. I mean, but do you think they really did it for him or no, like I, I, right. It's, that's where the thing all falls apart is that it's not actually about him, right? right? These people, the majority of these people who thought that they were insurrectionists, that they were leading a revolution have been waiting for somebody to tell them to do this for some amount of time. 
and right. and it just fits their story that Trump is the one who happens to be in that position. Right. And then you've got everybody else who, you know, I don't know, really likes red hats, um, <laughs> who really hate black people, who who obviously don't really want to have the discussion about abortion, right? Who are worried about their guns being taken away. I mean, like, it is kind of weird when you start thinking about the way that, like, at this point, I know it's not everybody in the GOP, but the kind of, right, like, the two symbols of the GOP are, like, the Bible and guns, right? And, I mean, like, you start seeing pictures of people with AK-47s and stuff like that, and it's like, where have I seen that before? Yeah. Oh, radical Islam. Like, yeah. and, then, you know, it's like, it... it I don't know. I, you know, I, I, I wonder like, is part of it, this, you know, that they're like, just, they see the, the avenue in through religion. And so Christianity becomes the conduit for them to try and radicalize and take advantage of these people in these situations. Cause ultimately I think you and I agree that the majority of the politicians don't really believe the shit that they say in public. Right. You know, it's just pandering because that's the side they feel like they can get the most votes on. Well, the, the, the crappy part is that they're they're banking on we don't want to alienate this quote unquote base. That I uh, what I mean, really, really, the, <laughs> these people are the ones that you're worried about alienating. I'm sorry, like if again, right? If if you are a Trump, literally, it's all about Trump person. Then what do you think? I mean, you think that standing up for this guy, they're gonna vote for you? No, not unless he tells them to, and he's right. not going to be able to do that from behind bars. I I hate to say it, and I don't wish ill will on anybody, but I wouldn't be so like, like I wouldn't be upset if something if something happened. <laughs> like, it's just like, I mean, I you know, I I come back to I think it it makes him a martyr. It makes it yeah, you know, all of that. But I don't, you know, I do think that it is a joke that Republicans. GOP members want to sit here and sit, call for unity and say, this is not the time to impeach. This is not the time to hold people responsible. This is the time to move on. Let's just move on guys. Let's heal. Let's not be divisive. Like where was the healing and non-divisiveness for the last four years? I'll tell you what, if any, if there is not an impeachment trial, and okay, let's let's just call it like it is. Maybe there are there are acts of violence. So I don't know if you saw, but I was looking on Twitter right before we started this, mm -hmm. and uh, a certain senator from a certain state of Kentucky, <laughs> who looks like a turtle, <laughs> is actually in support of impeachment. Supposedly, Impe impeachment blocks. Right, impeachment is the chess move that. Um, that kills 2024. That that keeps Trump. It actually kills the Trump movement. Yes. Because without him, that's the thing that I think like it's Don Jr. Isn't pulling the same crowd without, right. without his dad, you know, Ivanka. Well, she's trying to save her political. Yeah, you can attend the inauguration all <laughs> you want. That's not happening. Like I, 
the people that are bailing with days to go, this is fuck. Okay, so I gotta stop I, because I almost forgot. <laughs> Lindsay fucking Graham, the fucking. He's a pos. Okay, you are. You have the gall to walk back into that chamber and say, "Now, enough is enough. This uh, takes the cake. I can't do the, it anymore." But get on a plane today. He went down the. He went down yep. to Texas. Went down to Texas. Like everything's good. Here, here's I thought the, the devil went down to Georgia. Well, yeah, <laughs> and he, he he got iced out with that blue wave. Uh, here, here's my thing. I think that the GOP they played a card that. Uh, oh crap! I almost made a pun. <laughs> they well, they played a card, and they still lost the hand. They thought they were. I mean, they really thought that they could keep this under control. And they forgot who were there, who were they were playing with. That's that's the whole thing, you know. Yeah. And I think that that's where, because I was, I was talking to my mom on the phone earlier, and I was like, you know, it's it's not right now is not really the time for I told you so. That time will come <laughs> later, and not like me to her. But this is what I think a lot of people in 2016 were really worried about. Right. It wasn't it wasn't even so much the policy stuff. It was what happens when things go wrong and he's still the person in charge of all of this stuff. What happens when he doesn't get what he wants and he starts testing the limits and you have a GOP that is just standing there going whatever you want, whatever you want. Yep, we you know, and we got this, guys. We got you know, it's just. I mean, like it. I don't know. It's it's really upsetting in a lot the of da- ways. The damage they've done to that party, and I and I do believe, like any other, like thoughtful person, you need two parties, right? I yeah. I really do believe that, and I don't agree that. Uh, I don't think they should be too far on either side, left or right. But I do think that they have damaged, like they will, they will never win a national election now for two to three cycles. That's assuming that they are able to stop the Democrats from changing the electoral college process. Because if I, that happens, that's a that's a long shot. I don't think it the is. Dem- I don't think the Dem- even the Democrats want that. I think they that the de- I think the Democrats will let them have their state elections, right? You can have your uh, Kentucky governor Republican, blah blah blah. Sure, that's going to be a thing. But I think as far as the national scene goes, they've shut themselves out for two to three national elections on per- on well unwittingly. Yeah, I don't say they- I won't say they did it on purpose, but I will say they did it unwittingly. Well. I just, what did they really expect was going to be the outcome when he went down the path of this election was stolen from me, it was rigged, there was massive fraud, the court cases all came back negative, and he's because they, they were hoping 
they were hoping they were going to find something. And, and seriously, I, I can almost guarantee you they were hoping they would have found something that would have made a case go to the Supreme Court. But was part of it because so many people on his side were buying into it also? Do you think like because it was popular amongst the base, it was, well, we're going to just keep no, pandering it, to this base? I think it was because they thought that and because there are voting irregularities, I thought they probably had a shot to get something on the floor of the Supreme Court, not enough to overturn the election, right. but to pacify the, you know, the accusation. Sure. And I think I really can say that's not a bad play. Right. We're not we're not driving the car, but if we can get something to the Supreme Court, it kind of we can walk away from the results saying, oh, we lost that case. But there's something that we can, you know, say we tried. We tried. Right. And that was I, I can strongly say that was Ted Cruz's thought, but uh, they had nothing. So provided they had a good case to actually make it to the Supreme court, but it, that's not a bad play. No, but that's the, but therein lies the issue was you didn't have a good case at no point. Did you have a good case? Totally got that. But the, I know, the, I mean, I know you got, but that, you know, like that's what I'm saying to them is it's like that thinking of, well, maybe we'll get lucky. It just seems so. It's a hail Mary. Yeah, it, it literally was. They had no control of the party. They had no control of what the the voting block that got Trump elected. Seriously. But see, I've, it, to me, it's a hail mary when the score is tied, you know, and ultimately you throw a pick that gets returned for a touchdown and you lose the game. Fair, right? But we're we're talking about Kentucky Mitch here. We're talking. No, about, I mean, I, I yeah, like these 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 are the uh, the assistant coaches saying that could work. But at the right? same time, those guys immediately realized the impact it was having on the Georgia runoffs. Late in the game, bro. Obviously. You see my point, right? That's my point. That's where I can sit back, you know, armchair quarterbacking, and saying. That was their play. Their play was we can get something heard in the Supreme Court and we can pacify that part of that voting block of the base. Because I don't think all the base believes that crap. I, I think that there's so there's so many fragments in that party yeah. that they're in worse shape than the Democrats. Well, and that's what I don't that's where I don't again, I don't understand placating to whatever fraction believes that crap because that's the block that got them to the white house. That's that. You can't forget that. No, they can't. I, 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 I no, you I get like, I do, I do see that, but it's, I'm just, that's so self serving stupid. No, like it's self-destructive in the long run, <laughs> you know, like that's you are, it literally it's, it's cause I looked at it even, even, Right. I'll play devil's advocate for one second and say Trump didn't really intend to incite violence against Congress in the Capitol. Right. 
He just wanted people to go down there and make a whole bunch of noise to show, look, we love Trump and let everybody know it that, you know, in my mind, it was really all about I'm still trying to get as much money as I can out of this. And this is my last giant fundraising opportunity, because once they certify this, I'm, I'm screwed. Done. There's nothing yeah. I can do. And we've seen as soon as they certified it, he's like, OK, yeah, next term. I got it. Nothing I can do now. I can get that, but at the same time, it's like this is what happens when you right, you build a monster or you play with fire. Ultimately, you lose control of it, right? And it turns right. into something that you don't envision it becoming, and now you're the asshole that let it loose. And regardless of whether or not you thought it was capable of that, <laughs> this is where we are. And I just... There has to be a repercussion for this. There has to be something that happens. This this cannot be like every other thing that has happened so far. So, and you're right. And I think that this, where, where Trump messed up, where he overplayed his hand, was he didn't think that, first of all, I think he probably saw people going down to the Capitol the way you just described it. And that didn't work out. And now Deutsche Bank is like, you know, calling his calling it quits. Signature Bank is calling it quits. The PGA is like, no, I'm good. And that's the one that hurts him the most. Yeah. The British opens like, "Mm, because his golf courses absolutely mean the most to him. And to not be on the PGA tour. Oh, that's Yo, big I, money walking out the door. Yeah, he's a guy that spent all this money trying to get the cool kids to like him. And now the cool kids are like, no, you're cut off. You're a pariah. He thought that if he became president, everybody would have to be nice to him. Yep. This is the his his presidency is the ultimate like ego stroke. Like that's that's all it was. It that was his long game. Yep. I can ride this out until the end of my days. And what he he forgot was it went south real quick. I don't know how he's been able to keep the car on the road for the last three years. Me neither. I I mean, I think a large part of it is that, like, granted, there were some opportunities for him to drive the car off the the road. But I feel like in a lot of ways, it was kind of like, we gave you the easy part of the road to drive, right? You had a, yeah. a good, strong economy coming in that would continue to grow. You, We weren't, you know, like we were kind of dealing with the stuff in the Middle East, but we weren't heavily engaged in like, a, you right. know, an active war. Um, yeah, you had North Korea shit that was kind of going weird, but he decided he was going to be best friends with him. Not the, the path that I would have taken, but look, we're not in the middle of a nuclear war Right. Right. Like you, you've had the stuff with China, but ultimately it was really like when the shit hit the fan, the dude couldn't cope. You know, I mean, it was it was it was worse than George Bush sitting in an elementary school for 15 minutes after he learned <laughs> that the airplanes had hit the buildings. Right. Like it was so much worse than that. And hundreds of thousands of Americans have paid the price right? because of his failure to lead. But the thing is like when people give leadership, just that term so much credit, 
it's like he's got to do something above and beyond. All you have to do is no, show up sometimes. Fucking just be have, competent. Yeah, just show up. Just show up. Yeah. You know, I'm not expecting you to be the most articulate person because you're Donald Trump. I'm not expecting you to be the brightest person in the room because you're Donald Trump. But if you had a team around you that could actually do the job that you didn't browbeat and beat them into submission to where they're they're just worthless. I'm I'm talking about you, Mike Pence. Um, you make your you can make a pretty good run of being a good leader. Like it's not all about your effort. It's right. about how you get people to accomplish their jobs. Um just just an epic failure. I mean, all all across the board. And I think you're right. 2019 or 20, the beginning of 2020, the thing that he was he got trumped on was the coronavirus. Yeah. And it was just a death spin after that. It was just kind of like the car spinning around, like you keep turning the car to go against the spin and back with the spin. And you're like, it's a perpetual motion of, oh, crap. Yeah. I mean, so many things all came together at once. And, you know, like he couldn't effectively lobby for Congress to to do the payouts like other countries were doing, you know, monthly stipend for everybody or, you know, it just like massive increases for unemployment uh, because he was on the Republican ticket. And Mitch McConnell was like, dude, we got elections coming up. I can't be spending money. My, but but they've spent money the last know, four years. You, that's but, that's. The, but but it's all the perspective, right? It's all right. the the perception of how this is going. It's okay to spend trillions of dollars on defense, regardless of whether or not that money is spent effectively. Right. But, but we have no money to find to fix the healthcare system or to update infrastructure or you know, whatever it may be like, I don't know the important things. Yeah. You know, (laughs) fix our fucking failing education system that allows people like Trump to ascend to power because ultimately I think, and it's not a matter of people being uneducated. It's that I think honestly, like the education system in this country sucks. I, well, (sighs) I walk the lot, yes and no, because here, here's what I think. I, and this is just like my thoughts on this. It's not like a, it's not my belief. When I look at the education system, it, it's, it's like you either, you can see a path to a better result or you can navigate the course you're on for a better result or you're oblivious and you have no access to it. And people don't tell you about it. When I look at people that live in our county, for example, and, and I, we have we can see it and we have the opportunity, right? Even within our county, it's like I know where I want to live because the schools are better, and I'm going to do X, Y, and Z to make sure my kids have or, or they have better access. Yeah. So, and I think that across the country, that's a big part of the problem. Um, I think across the country. There's too many colleges, colleges and universities. I don't think you need like like what 300 or so that we have, like probably just on the you know just in the, the state east. of North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. it's like <laughs> it's like way it's way too many. <laughs> We've oversaturated the market, but we could streamline it and make it better, right? Um, but there's a, there are things that 
and this is where I think government can work in, in a better light. It's not that I need you to fix it. I need you to look at it from a hundred thousand feet and help us connect the dots. Yes. It, it's, it's not putting in place massive federal programs. It's putting in place teams to help states get organized around right. what we need to do at the federal level for us all to improve and move forward. Yeah. Right. Like that's, <laughs> and that's where it's just so, so frustrating because I feel like on, on one hand you have the GOP that has been so effective at building like this coalition, you know, this voting block. And then on the other hand, you have the Democrats who I imagine will struggle mightily over the next two years to get all 50 members to vote in support of stuff. Now, actually, I think they'll have some defectors from the Republican side going forward. And so it may not be as big of a deal, but I just, I like at times it just feels so disappointing because it's like, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe it's not because I don't want the Democrats to just run roughshod over everything. But I feel like if they had an ounce of organization, they could be doing so much more to move forward with some of their plans. I, I think that they uh, they spend a lot of time on their heels. Right. right? And um, even with President Obama, it was a, uh, it, it's what I would call euphoric leadership. They were so excited. This is so amazing. And they never got down to the business of doing business. Um, that's when they should have solidified the coalition they had with younger people, millennials, and older people, right? They did not. It was just euphoria. We've got the, and I'm kind of afraid that the same thing's going to happen again with uh, Vice President, President, Vice President like uh, Kamala Harris. Yo, I get it. I'm excited. I voted. I did vote for her, so I, I can actually embrace the whole like trip this time. But let's get down to the business of doing business. That's one thing I, I can actually say. And listening to President-elect Biden speak, he's very focused on getting to business and not so much on the external, like typical Democratic Party's problem. Yeah. Um, well, and I mean, part of it, I think, is because he's been here and he understands how important it is to get started early. You know, yeah. that, I mean, every day in office is one less day that you have to get something done. And especially yeah. when you have a Congress that works like, what, 20 days out of the year? Um, yeah. I know it's more like 60, but still, that's fucking pathetic. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just. I'm I'm with you in that like I'm I guess I don't know I'm I am hopeful that people maybe are especially after everything that's happened now are a little more I know you're gonna hate me for using this term woke to <laughs> what the fuck is actually like kind of at stake here you know potentially but it's I also don't want to want it to seem like every single time you got to vote for a Democrat or you know, the whole world's going to fall apart because it's not what it's going to be. Like, granted, the whole world almost fell apart this year, <laughs> last year, but... 
again, like, I mean, would would things, I don't know, would things have been that much different with Hillary Clinton? Maybe because she, I think she would have put Actually, other people in place that, and maybe taken it a little bit more seriously. She, I don't think she would have dismantled the fucking <laughs> pandemic, you know, response team. Yeah, but like, here's here's the thing that people have to be very, like, I think I need to be careful of. It's like the ideological, ideological differences I have with the GOP now. Yeah. And the practical differences I have with, with the Democrats, they're not, they're not mutually exclusive. Sure. And that's the thing. It's like, all right, can we get to a resolution quicker? Like that's, yeah, that should be the focus of, of politics right now. It's okay. We're going to disagree all the time, more than likely, 99% of the time how we get it done but are we doing the right thing and can we can we get to a resolution quicker uh we'll see what that what the waters look like once they pass the articles of impeachment there's no turning back on that right no i mean they look i don't think that there was ever a chance that the house wasn't going to pass that i mean they had right. enough votes in the democrats alone there were republicans that were starting to come around you know, the Senate was pushing back pretty hard, but to hear McConnell, I mean, at this point, he's got to be just like, you know what? Fuck this dude. I got everything I could out of him. Why the hell would I want him to stay around for another day? You know, like well, what, I mean, what possible benefit, you know, would I get? He's got now on, on his desk is what to do about Howley and uh, Ted Cruz and the other, what, 15 senators that are like. They're traitors. Yeah. Or 14. I mean, what about all the House members? Oh, they're traitors. They should be uh, removed from the, from the House. Like, I, I personally feel, and this is not a partisan feeling, if you don't do something today, it will happen again in 2022. I agree. But I think the more important thing is they're losing Twitter followers by the tens of thousands. <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't, that's not what I think is more important, but apparently that's what they think is more important because that's all I've seen them tweeting about. Dude, I, I've been trying to get myself like out of Twitter. Again. Oh, I've been like this close to deleting the app because it's it's been hard not to just want to know what is going on? And then I get sucked into these holes, you know, where I'm like, oh, why am I reading this? Why am I reading this? How did I get down this far? No, 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 no. Go back, go back, go back. I will I will say this. Uh, I will say this. I kind of miss the stupid shit that Donald Trump would say on Twitter because it was funny. It was, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> there was a, it's not a benefit, but there was a, <laughs> I mean, like, but other than that, I didn't follow the dude. And it's just like, no, I would check in every once in a while when there was some, you know, ridiculous thing going on. I'd be like, what is he tweeting about now? Um, but I, I did learn very quickly that's part of the problem. He wants people to be talking about what he's doing. Yeah. 
and I'm totally okay. And I, and I saw a bunch of people. Uh, I don't know if you saw what I sent you about the guy that um, there were, t- there were two funny things. There was a, uh, I think she's a CTO, but she just dunked all over yes, parlors. I did. I did see that. God, I was laughing at everything. So ladies and gentlemen, in case you don't know this, I'm actually a developer. I actually, I am a proponent of building your own network, <laughs> but I, I probably shouldn't say that anymore because apparently, well, you have to be competent, right? Yeah. You got to stop. First of all, let, let's talk about the first amendment and it's going to be very brief. As long as the government is not preventing you from talking, it's not a first amendment problem. Oh, but Andre Twitter is the new town square. It's where everybody goes to get news. And if we can't be there, then we can't effectively reach our audience. Right. So here are the terms of service. I'm going to paraphrase it for you. Don't do stupid shit. Enjoy. If you do stupid shit on somebody else's platform, you got to go. Like, stop. I mean, actually read the terms of service, ladies and gentlemen. Like, stop playing the victim. I I had a thought today, This, and I'll go back to my rant on, uh, well, that's it on the First Amendment. But, you know, an you know, Apple has a um, agreement with movies and what have you that their devices cannot be used by villains. And I was going to tweet to Tim Scott, hey, uh, Mr. Scott, you know that a lot of these people that raided the Capitol, they had iPhones. <laughs> so just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Um, <laughs> sure. Sure, you're not a big fan of that, but uh, that happened. Uh, but the parlor thing was just like, crap. These guys didn't think of anything. No. They had a they had a column limit because it went over two point one billion. And when I saw that, I just started laughing. I was just like, "You use an integer." <laughs> I mean, and that's <laughs> I don't know. That's correct hilarious. Me if, correct me if I'm wrong. That seems like something. That's a day one thing, right? But that also seems like something I feel like very similar happened while we were at E area. Yes. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't <laughs> wrong about that because while I was reading, and I'm going, "What a dumb fuck!" But at the same time, not that you or I did it, but somebody else did, and then we were like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> it's hilarious to me. It just it cracks me up. All just the okay. So if you're competent, build your own platform. If you're not, please don't do it. And if you're on parlor, you're stupid. You actually sent them a picture of the front and back of your license for verification. And you're pissed at Facebook. You idiot. You're you're just stupid. You should not have a computer. You should not have a mobile device. You should have a flip phone like Lindsey Graham and call it a day. No, oh, but you know, like uh what was it? The one of the parlor CEOs or whatever was uh complaining that because services like Twilio 
that they were using to verify people's cell phones were, you know, jumping ship and not working with them, that it was actually making Parler more prone to bots and stuff like that. And it's still just like, yeah, that doesn't change anything. Like, <laughs> they have the right to say no. I mean, I'm the not keyword, even... The key word is service, Chris. Yeah, exactly. It's a service. It's, a service. it's not like... That's Either what... hire your own damn team or shut up. Well, they're not good at either. Oh, it just blows my brain, man. It blows my brain. And Elon Musk is toying around with the idea of starting his own. Uh, and I, I don't No, I don't like Elon Musk. Um, let me just, I, like, I don't have, it's not personal. I just don't like the way he's portrayed. Like what I know about Elon Musk is all based on information that I see and what I see, I don't like, and maybe he's a nice person. So Elon Musk, if you ever listen to this, it's not you. It's just how you're portrayed. Yeah. But he does like, I mean, the way that he comes off, he comes off like a douchebag. Yeah. And I don't like that, but he's toying around with the idea of his own like free speech uh, platform. Yeah. Hell, I almost got into a Twitter feud with somebody talk and I was being sarcastic about, you know, section two thirty. I'm like, Oh, maybe that's not a bad idea. And this, somebody like, I'm like, dude, we're, I, I didn't even want to take the time to say I'm being sarcastic. I was just like, we're saying the same thing. I it's, really, it's hard when you're on the internet. <laughs> I've seen a number of times where, you know, like 10 or 15 responses in somebody's like, it, you do realize that this person was being sarcastic. Right. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, I kind of thought they were, but it was not super easy to tell. There needs to be a sarcasm font. Like why we can't use italics on Twitter is beyond me. I'm just going to put Sark like Sark and then start whatever I'm going to say. Yeah. Uh, but it's a matter of, yeah, anybody can start their own platform, but you are technically liable for what people do after the fact you can sure they can post whatever they want to post and blah, blah, blah. But if you're giving that, if you're fanning that flame, guess what, ma'am or sir, you're technically liable. Um, I don't think section two thirty is a problem. I, I think that I, I don't, and I don't have the answer to what to do for all these extreme groups, right? Yeah. They think they can hide, but they technically cannot hide because, unfortunately, even with the best VPN service, somebody could find out your IP address. Um, you'll see a vast majority of the people that use these uh, so-called free speech platforms; they're not very smart about how they use them hell they're not smart how they use facebook they're not the guy that did the uh, post on um on twitter about how they have uh like unassisted pinging of your bluetooth device how your wireless ser uh, service is actually piggybacking on the grounds of the capitol building i'm like dude <laughs> that's gonna be so funny they're gonna arrest like thousands of people i mean that's it's hilarious. Okay, so it is, but at the same time... It's time for politics. Wait, again? You know, it's one of those where I feel like we kind of... I, I mean, I would kind of like to talk about the stark difference in terms of both, like, the police presence 
and their general behavior. I it's mean, white it, people. Uh, that's that's the end of the conversation. Okay. Like I and I don't you know. No, I mean I I that's but that's what's so fucking irritating about it is that you still have people out here like. It was a bunch argue. of white people. There's no argument. There's no discussion. Like call it for what it is. Like in straight, there's no debate about that. If there were, and I saw, I did see a couple black people in the crowd. Yeah, and I'm like, all right, you know, you lost your card. We, we, you're good. But if there were ten black people in the front of any of those, uh, those, uh, those siege lines, I mean, it was no different than any rally, right? Like if you looked around, any of it, the vast majority is white folks. Like that's just what it is, and. You know, these like, well, it's actually a very diverse crowd and all this. I'm just like, oh, fin- financially, sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, that uh, that uh, took the lecture and his wife's a physician. He's a stay at home right? dad. Yeah. And his wife got him a, a process. I mean, a defender. Uh, his defense attorney is a former FBI agent and former U.S. prosecutor. I'm sure he's not cheap. And I saw his cufflinks. I'm like, yo, I'm sure you're making some bank dudes. Yep. And Chris Cuomo flat out asked him, what makes him deserve your, like your defense? And I know what he was, I knew what he was getting at. And the guy tried to like dodge it. I'm like, no dude, he read your credentials for a reason, dude. Yeah. You're not cheap. That's what I, that I get. I, why, why would you want to defend this person? I saw the publicity. No, for the cufflinks, dude. For the money. (laughs) But I guess, you know, like I, there's already been right. Two Capitol police officers that have been suspended. The guy that was taking selfies with crowd members. And then some other dude that reportedly put on a MAGA hat and started directing people around in turn telling them where to go basically um and it's the fact that supposedly right it took six or seven times for them to request the national guard before anything was done about it they were misinformed about whether or not the national guard was it going to be at the ready both you know muriel bowser the mayor of dc and the pentagon i guess were both or the Capitol Police didn't want the National Guard. Uh, that's debatable because apparently uh, the FBI out of Virginia, out of Langley, had actually gave them a heads up there was going to be violence. Right. So there, there's a lot of there's a lot of stories that need to be investigated, right? So whether that's the DOJ, whether that's um, yeah, it's just. It, I mean, I if it comes out that there was a basically a conspiracy plot within multiple it would start with the federal buildings because dc cannot yeah uh they cannot deploy on the federal from my understanding they cannot deploy um forces without federal permission right now that does that does bring the question of do you make dc a state so there's a lot of things that the republicans are doing yeah that if i'm being super honest and and i i i know i I kind of said that the Democrats were going to w- win the Senate, not that way. <laughs> yeah, this is not how we <laughs> expected it to go, but we will. I, I mean, honestly, I'll take it at this point. I'll, like, yeah, I'll take the dub, right? Um, but I think that there's a lot of things that the Republicans are doing that are short-sighted. 
So short-sighted the way they treated DC right currently. And in the past, like since last summer, yeah, statehood's on the table. Um, the way they treated Puerto Rico, guess what? Statehood's on the table. There are things they're doing where if I, and I can, I'll give you your argument about the electoral college, anybody, but you're, you've played yourself. Right. You, At this point, it doesn't matter because what, what's ultimately going to end up happening is even with, the continuation of the electoral college if additional states get added that are ultimately going to vote blue then those are just more electoral votes that are in the democrats back pockets and yeah. i think i mean now you're looking at georgia potentially being you know uh, a blue state a blue state um i mean it's off the kemp, board. kemp i think is i mean i'd be very surprised to see him win re-election um when it's time but it's yeah i mean i'm with you and then i think the i mean ultimately the gop played themselves big time like they thought that this i mean i think if nothing else they thought they were going to get eight years of it you know yeah and that and then when that didn't work it was well we got to do what we can to keep this base engaged and what is engaging them is this ridiculous mountain of lies coming from the white house and so we'll just kind of support that as best we can while at the same time basically having our button our finger on the eject button so that the moment this shit turns <laughs> south we, we can, can all go bail. yeah oh no and <laughs> then you have the morons who basically said I don't want to eject I'm going down with the ship because they thought they could pull it out man they really did but I'm talking, I mean, like after the riots, right? Like where you got this guy, Matt Gates, right? Uh, yes. I'm just. When you go all in, dog, you go all you in. You do, man. you do. But that's, but it's like, I don't know which is worse. Like the ones that, the rats that flee the ship right beforehand or the ones that are too stupid to realize it's sinking, right? Yeah, I don't, see, I don't, I mean. Because I don't, I like. This is where, again, I feel like we find ourselves in this conundrum of, I mean, are we going to expel half of the members of, you know, the Republican yes. Congress overall? So then what do we do to replace them? Like we hold. Let, let, the, let their governors like pick their replacements. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's. Uh, it's hard, right? It is. But that's. Here, here's the thing. If we if we don't decide to do something, whether ex somebody says it's extreme or not, then we we open the door for it to happen again. Right? I, I don't disagree. I mean, like that's where I'm at. That something has to happen. Right. You know, like something has to be done to say this is unacceptable and this will not happen again. And if I remember correctly, I believe that the those sitting representatives did that. At, or they signed that letter after they were already seated. So they didn't do it prior to, and I'm open to fact checks, but that was a calculated move. Yeah. The, the thing now there's still enough people and there's probably enough Republicans that would support it where you can actually just remove those members and say, Alabama, Kentucky, whatever, West Virginia, like pick somebody else, but Texas. you have <laughs> Texas. Well, the Senate is a whole other story, right? I've been reading stories about, you know, Yale wants to, uh, they, yeah. like students of Yale wanted to uh, have Cruz and Howley uh, disbarred. 
I think that's that's admirable. You know, um, I I just think that here's here's what I think. This is a come to Jesus moment, right? Like there are some times in life where you gotta just you know you, you gotta you gotta call it for what it is, and you don't like what you have to do, but in order to make it right long term, you gotta do it. And I'm not pro GOP. I'm just saying that you need two parties at least. Yeah. Because you can't have it all one way because that leads to disaster. You have to have it as sinning voice to make wise decisions. Let just let the GOP fall by the wayside and we'll fracture the Democratic Party into the progressives and the non progressives. <laughs> the progressives and the regressives. <laughs> Well, you'll have you'll have yeah you'll have the moderates and the progressives, and I, yeah. but I don't think that even that's a good good no, sight. I'm, um, I'm being facetious. I know I I but I but I I try to play it out in my head because I'm like, what does that look like, right? That doesn't work because they'll eat themselves alive. Yeah, I do believe as a country we can afford to let the GOP disintegrate. And I that's, mean, it's happened to political parties in the past, so it, it, we're not, you know. It's, it's not uncharted waters. Right. It's just the question ultimately will be what what rises to take its place. You know, I think the belief from a lot of people was it was going to be the Trump party. It's not that's not going to be a thing. They can't even fund themselves. No, I know, but that's what I'm saying is that 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 went out the window on yeah, January if, yeah. 6th, if not before. With, without January 6th, I see that as being a viable right? Like, competitive party because he keeps spewing that lie of it was stolen from me it was rigged we got to get every you know if we're gonna win we got to get every single person out here voting vote by mail vote in person vote whichever way you need to vote you know all of that crap while at the same time pushing through as much restrictive you know voting legislation as they can at the state levels and trying that to backfired that's yeah. that's the thing. Every state that they try to like actually say they'll piss people off and got them out to vote. Yeah, they were Republicans legislatures. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I that, could play again where I just I mean, when have you seen a party consume itself like that? You know, where it just going after Raffensburger and and all of these people who were who were GOP members. You know, who were appointed by GOP members like and you just said, fuck it, I'm going scorched earth. I mean, and ultimately, like I get why Trump did it because he doesn't care. He is not beholden to the Republican Party. He didn't want anything to do with the GOP anymore. He had already decided that he was going to do the Trump Party shit. He was a big Democratic uh contribute or donator up yeah. until the election yeah so that that never made sense to me no. um here's what i will say kelly leffler and uh dave purdue yeah they surely bet on the wrong horse big time they the well purdue not so much but leffler she could have wrote out the moderate appointment and maybe ish been okay but she didn't. She swung. She swung hard. Trump. I won't even say right. Nope. And I'm still like, there's something about. If I'm being honest, Ossoff. Yeah. There's something. There's something about dude. I just don't like man. There's. There's. It's not. And I don't know the guy. He's a little smirky. 
Yeah, there's like, like I, I mean, and, and I, I don't know, young politicians. It's I think it's hard sometimes to not come off that way, um, because I think but, they like they want to come off very you know sure of themselves, very confident. But it's almost like you're overcompensating, you know. And it's yeah. like, dude, just just chill. Yeah, there's something about him. I'm just like that doesn't vibe well. Maybe he grows out of it. Yeah. I'm not trying to be insulting, but no, it's no, no. Like, but I mean, you think about like AOC, right? Like I know you yeah. come around on her a lot in terms of like where she is and kind of how she's conducting herself, and that could be very much the same thing. Where you know, once you get into office and you kind of like figure out how things work, that that campaign rhetoric, right, yeah. and that campaign persona gets done. That's what people thought with Trump. Right, that the campaign persona was going to get dialed back, that it, he would become much more of the the you know smart businessman making smart. But that's what the other people never. That's what you never understood. He was never that guy. He was yeah. It's like what are you talking about? All of his what? businesses failed because of exactly what he did here, <laughs> where he just fired people until they did what he wanted them to do, and then his business failed because he has terrible ideas. <laughs> He's Space awful. Force. He's... <laughs> Space. <laughs> He's the most incompetent. He, I've never in my dude. Actually, all right, I'm I'm lying. I have fired people that remind like that have Trump qualities. Like I'm not gonna lie, but it's like you really believe what you just said. Yeah, like you literally said that. Hell, you have heard me say that person's full of shit. Like, and I don't even I don't even blink. I've said in meetings, I, I that's a terrible idea. So. What about Trump makes anybody think that mm, he's got it together? He no doesn't. But but at the same time, if you were, I mean, if you were a GOP congressman, you got how many judges appointed to lifetime positions, right? That are supposedly conservative. Now, granted, they didn't get Trump what he wanted. That's but, my point. But the GOP doesn't care about Trump. But that's but they here's care about the, all the other shit that they think they're going to be able to get through or not allow or, through, or they think they have a better chance. But what Amy, gosh, Amy Coney Barrett, Barrett, gosh, is it Amy Coney, like Coney Island? Yeah, or Coney. It's not Comey, like Jim Comey. Uh, a- Amy Coney Barrett. There's just too many people to remember anymore. <laughs> yeah, just like gosh, uh, why can't it just be like Sue? But anyway, Amy Coney Barrett. And I said this before, she's qualified. Yes. Like that, that was the problem. Like he didn't really think about that was that she's a qualified judge. You yeah. may not agree with what goes on in her personal life. You may not believe about it. You know, you may not be on board with her religious views, but she's qualified. So speaking of the Supreme court of the United States, did you hear the shit about Clarence Thomas's wife? Oh, being involved in all this mega stop this, the steal bullshit this guy man yeah i did and i again i'm i'm gonna go with like uh my new um biting the proof phrase i'm gonna let the chips fall where they may mm, like chips. sorry i'm hungry oh i ate before <laughs> dude i i actually <laughs> ate before <laughs> like I got smart this time around, yep. but because uh, <laughs> I get hangry and then I'm like, I don't care. But uh, yeah, I think that's again. There are so many f- factions that are popping up in the old conservative, quote unquote, conservative party. They're not going to. Ha- they're screwed. 
I, I do think that Clarence Thomas is probably going to, um, he'll probably retire in the next four to six years anyway. Yeah. Um, and I think they may have an, another vacancy. Well, there's supposedly going to be pressure on whoever it was that w- was appointed by Clinton. I think he, with uh, Ginsburg's passing, he becomes like the oldest right. left-leaning judge on the bench because they're like, dude, if you don't fucking do it now, we aren't going to get to replace you most likely or possibly, and we can't do this again. Like, And I mean, there's some... Look, the Republicans did it, right? They got what's-his-name to retire right off the bat so they could stack another person on the court for a million years. And, you know, but I think there's going to be over the next couple of years. And, I mean, I'm with you that at the national level, I mean, it will be really interesting to see what happens to the House of Representatives and the Senate in the next two, four, six years. Yeah, I, I don't think the GOP's like, and I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to say the Republicans because I don't think the GOP really exists anymore. I think the Republicans are going to struggle on the national stage. I They shot themselves in the foot with a shotgun and they thought they missed and they did it again with, with this whole fiasco. Um, I'm not going to say there's no coming back from this, but it's going to be really hard for people to forget. And in Georgia, a lot of people that just turned 18 after the primary, they registered and they voted. I think Georgia's lost for Republicans. Arizona, I'm on the fence about. Uh, But I think they just made their chances that much harder to... So actually, I was watching the returns for Georgia and it was Ossoff who was like, he was lagging behind... uh, uh, Warnock by mm-hmm. like 20,000 at the time. I was like, what's wrong with this guy? But I knew what I felt about the guy. I was like, yeah, there's something about this kid. Like I'm sure it didn't vibe with a lot of people, but when he finally like pulled ahead the next morning, when I, I eventually went to bed, I'm like, yo, if we get one seat, I I'm sure you can have a Mitt Romney or uh, a Liz, you know, uh, not Cheney, but you can have Mitt Romney, Romney to me before he's done probably vote with the Democrats. Uh, but when I woke up the next morning, I was like, yo, dude, okay. But they, it wasn't called yet. But I'm like, he's probably going to, they're probably going to call it today. When they call it, I'm like, okay. So it, it just kind of solidifies my thought that they lost Georgia. I don't, I don't know when, I think Georgia is first, possibly South Carolina. And if you take Georgia and South Carolina off the map for Republicans. How do you win anything? It's it's a done deal. I mean, because it's not like that isn't eventually going to start to spread to the other southern states. Right. And you're banking on a crumbling Midwest because there's no manufacturing. Right. And the coal mining is starting, is going to freaking start to dry up. Um, So, like, who do you have left at that point? I mean, Texas? Even Texas has a massive influx of people from California who can't afford to live there anymore. Yeah, I mean they're happy. Oh, Tesla's coming here. Politically, that doesn't help you, dudes. No, <laughs> like, <laughs> it really doesn't. <laughs> like Apple putting like Apple going to Texas and Austin didn't help them. Right? Those are things that when you think about the long game, maybe Tim Cook went to Texas because it was a political move. I don't know. Yeah. Just saying. He went to Duke, so that means he's probably not stupid, right? Probably um, not. <laughs> Well, oh man, I gotta take that. You gotta edit that part out. 
No, I'm just kidding. Duke's a great school. Just athletically, I cannot support Duke. Mm-hmm. But my, my point being is that when you look at the, the board, and that's why I would say if I was a part of the national DNC, the last thing I would want to worry about would be the electoral college. I would not abolish it. If you abolish it, then you start to, you have the extra conversations. Just win organically. Like literally you have all the pieces in play to win organically. You, you don't need to do a, like that's a power move in, in my opinion. Yeah. So yeah, that's, I, these are things I think about later at night. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I go all Queens gambit on the electoral college. I'm like in five years, like the electoral college is no longer a conversation. Yeah. You'll, you'll, you'll be able to predict it. And I think the first high water mark will be 2022. But I guess, I mean, ultimately it's just going to depend because I, I still think that what isn't going to happen is Democrats aren't going to get their shit together to, to effectively do much other than what they can organically do based on the way that people are naturally going to vote. You know what I mean? Like the Republicans, I think to some degree have figured out kind of which levers to pull in certain areas to try and get certain groups involved. But the Democrats, I feel like are just constantly chasing their own tail. And like you said, playing defense. And I don't know, I feel like even over the next four years, it's going to be much more defensive, but um, I don't know, maybe, maybe Biden, because again, you know, like he's been here for a long time, maybe even with everything that's happened now, he feels even more, you know, like empowered to fucking like, dude, we're fucking, we're not fucking around anymore, guys. Dude, like, if he, if he hits day one on no honeymoon phase and he gets like two or three, like two or three big things done in his first 100 days yeah. number one being probably the uh, stimulus checks number two um fixing distribution of the vaccine and number three um uh, putting this motherfucker in jail <laughs> sorry I, I hate to say it but <laughs> that you're means not, to, you're not that you're needs not wrong to be up there so because they're talking about like waiting until after the first hundred days Dude, chris who will be the attorney general merrick garland right dude wouldn't that be funny if Lindsay, if uh it turns dude. out that mcconnell is involved in this somehow and he ends up in front of merrick garland <laughs> dude like step back and just like watch the poetry happen who's going to be the attorney general yeah dude which these idiot- guys played themselves so bad Oh my gosh! The, he forced the uh, Northern District of Georgia's U.S. Attorney to resign because he would not get involved with finding votes or fraud. Yeah, dude, you're putting a, a, one of the top tier Boy Scouts as a U.S. Attorney General. What do you think is going to happen next? Talk about draining the swamp, <laughs> dude. When Biden said, "Like I was like, okay, who?" Who's for? I was like, oh crap! He said, "Let the cards fall where they fall where they may." Yep. Or chips, like literally, they left all the dirt on the floor, and all he has to do is sweep it up. Like there's no, there's nothing stopping him. The Southern District of New York, 
you've got uh you probably have some campaign finance like fraud happening also well and now trump's advisors are telling him not to pardon himself because it puts him at least in position for civil litigation especially based on the outcome of the Capitol riots where he would be basically viewed as having admitted guilt in that situation because he felt that he needed to pardon himself. So I'm just saying I I'm super, I think Biden, if he can get those three things done and or started his first 100 days, it gives the Democrats some room to breathe. It does. And And I, I, you know, I think look, it's not a good thing that any of this stuff happened, but because it happened, I do think you're going to have a number of Republicans that are, are GOP members that are going to just sit there and go, there's absolutely no way that I can, I can continue to just stand in lockstep with this party, not even necessarily like abandon it straight up. Right. But start to sit there and go, yeah, just cause everybody else. I mean, you get guys like Gates and Holly that don't end up getting right. kicked out and they're on one side of an issue. Do you want to be on the same side as those guys? <laughs> Dude, this is going to, it's going to be like the first. So I, I would say the remainder of 2021 and into like Q1, Q2 of 2022, it's going to be a shitstorm. And you're going to watch the splintering and, hyper fracturing of the Republican party. And it's not going to look, it's not going to be pretty. They've put themselves out. I believe they put themselves out of the national um, political game for the next two or three years or two or three cycles. There's no coming back from that. They're going to, yes, they're going to like in the, in the predominantly red States, they're going to do well. But as far as president, Kamala Harris will be the 2024 candidate. Um, She'll, do two terms. I'm pretty confident. Either Pete Buttigieg or um, Pete Buttigieg will be the vice president. Not Andrew Yang. No, no, he's. I I like him. I just I just don't take him seriously. Like I think he gets like too hyped up, and it's like, dude, can you calm down? Like reel that back in. <laughs> maybe he'll um, grow out of it. No. Oh, maybe, maybe, but I don't. I don't think he. I don't think he's like that guy, though. But I. I do see a Pete Buttigieg as of. Yeah. Can you imagine twenty twenty four Kamala Harris and Pete Buttigieg? That slays in so many different ways. So all Kamala Harris has to do is ride or die with with uh, Biden, right? Twenty twenty two, like she hits the campaign circuit. They've got some results behind them. Easy peasy. Uh, Pete Buttigieg as the uh, Secretary of Transportation, I believe. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, then it's like, all right, he's got some national exposure. He's going to probably do some big things. He's probably going to say, like, literally probably going to save the auto industry in the United States. And that's a great resume. Biden can ride out with his sunglasses on. And that's the ticket. Who are the Republicans? Republicans going to run with uh, possibly uh, Maryland from uh, uh, Maryland. From Maryland or yeah. The, the governor. Yeah. Governor. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember I like, his name, but yeah, I, I'm, I like him. He seems uh, like a reasonable person. Yeah. I like him. Um, I don't know who is his governor. I do like him though. He's actually a smart guy. 
but I was kind of concerned about the the uh, fact finding on the PPE he got. Uh, Maryland. God, I can't spell. Governor of Maryland. Uh, Larry Hogan. I said Hoover. Um, I think Larry Hogan could be competitive. That would be a tough run. Um, it's a tough run for, it's a tough run for like actual traditional uh, like candidates. But as far as the effect of Trump, it's, it's going to be difficult. Yeah. Um, if Ted Cruz and freaking Marco Rubio, who I, I, I hate Marco Rubio. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm glad. I don't know why. I think subconsciously, I just don't want to like think about just, him. Just God, I hate him. I I try to forget that he exists as well, and it it is a struggle. Um, God, I hate him. Yeah, I mean he's he's a. I mean that's like they're all just kind of miserable pieces of shit. <laughs> really, I mean, and you know, like I'm. I think you you mentioned something earlier. Where it's like, you know, I can I can sit here and say, okay, I'm supporting Joe Biden, but it doesn't mean that I agree with everything that he does. It doesn't mean that my my support is never ending or that, you know, I that it's like this blind faith that he is the best person ever, you know, like I, I, I wait with cautious optimism Right? right that i've that i have voted for a person who's going to do the right thing most of the time most of the time and i just i still i just i just don't get you know people his supporters the voters that that think that he has ever cared about anybody but himself you know to think that it's ever been about anything but that and but think about it. Trump has played the long con game like in front of people's face. Yeah. Like literally he said he was going to build a wall and Mexico would pay for it. He said he would have an infrastructure plan done in two weeks. He said he'd have a health plan delivered in two or three weeks from a couple of interviews and the, the deadline kept moving. He's accomplished nothing. He's taken credit for the, obama biden administration's economy yeah and for everything holy that's not how math works and also taking credit for a bunch of stuff that was basically done during the biden obama administration and then like finished or finalized during trump's administration. he's like look what i did i did this oh we That's shouldn't even I, call it Obamacare anymore because yeah. I got rid of the personal man, or the, yeah, the, the individual the, mandate. Oh, that makes me so angry. It's like it never should have been called Obamacare in the first place. It was never called that. It was called the Affordable Care Act. Exactly. The media gave that stupid stamp on it, and that's he wants to be. He wants the popularity of President Obama so bad. That's what. Yeah. That's he what, looked at that, and he was like. How the he, fuck do I get that? I want to be president so that everybody you know he, adores me all the time. You know what he said? You know what he really said? Well, there's no way a got more has got more respect than me. 
That's what he said. I mean, you you can bleep some of that out, but the yeah. reality is that's what he said. No, he, I mean, you're, you know, that's the same thing that went through my head is that that's exactly what. Yeah, I, I can just say it. Yeah. He said there is no bleep way a <laughs> got more respect and adoration popularity than me yeah out of nowhere i mean and, like and to say that same embarrassed me in in dinner at dinner in front of all those people that's that's what donald trump said that's why he's got a stiffy for president obama that's and i'm telling you he's that racist mf that's what he was thinking he doesn't care about health care yep he cares about a black person berated him or made a joke about him in front of all those people and people love him. And what was the one thing that he felt, you know, uh, president Obama could hang his hat on, right? What was the one big piece of legislation, his lasting legacy, the healthcare program. Well, if I can dismantle that, then he's got nothing, you know, (laughs) it has uh, people can, I mean, Gosh, my, my daughter said to me, Dad, you should be like on CNN because you make some faces. <laughs> because we were watching the news the other day and we were just laughing at how they could be like low-key slaying somebody yeah. with no with no emotion. Because dad, you could do that all day. All day. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I would totally be like, yeah, the president said what? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh I was uh my wife was like uh we're looking at Twitter and that's, I got to stop doing that. I, once we get this guy out of office, I'll probably stop. Yeah. But, um, yo, she goes, you and Chris are Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo. <laughs> <laughs> Just based on our Twitter interactions. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Well, she, goes, she goes, you guys start talking about something like, yeah, it's true. And, uh, I was like, I could see that we don't have video yet, but man, we're, we're we working do- on it. Yeah, we're working on it, but we do stay up uh, just to watch Chris Cuomo hand the show off to Don Lemon. Yeah, yeah. I was never a Don Lemon fan until like COVID. That's my dude, man. See, and I think it's one of those things, right? Like you just got to look at it as like it's opinion, right? It's his opinion on this stuff. It's not. He's not a news anchor in that regard. At the yeah, in that moment, yeah, right. This is his opinion show, and that's what you're tuning in for. And people, like, you know, want to get all up in arms about that stuff. And it's like, why did you Fox News? And it's like, no, because Fox News presents itself as news all the time. 95% of the time, but 95% of the time, it's actually not. It's opinion. Yeah. It's opinion. And they just did a big shuffle of all their quote unquote talent. And I, all right, I want to be careful. Different perspectives are important. Yes. And I, I don't want to lose sight of that. No, because... but, but, but they have to be based in reality. Well, is that true? Uh, I mean, I think for them to have. When right? we're talking about the political spectrum, I think they have yeah. to have some foundation in reality. 
Okay, but then can you can you challenge? Well, okay, that's stupid. I can't say that. Yes, as long as you're challenging an opinion. But I think where yeah. Fox Fox jumps off the ledge when because they, they call opinions facts. I mean, right. the whole freaking Kellyanne Conway alternative facts, right? Alternate right. facts, whatever, f- fake news, like all this shit that has come up over the last four years. You know, and I know, again, like, it's not like this is the first time this has ever happened. You know, pol- politicians saying that what the media is saying isn't true, right? I understand that. But I'm str- I'm just struggling with the fact that I, I struggle with um there there's a certain level of bias that we bring into every everything yep i just and that's it's it's that part is not it shouldn't be dismissed but i i do chat i would challenge oan fox and newsmax with but how do you how do you dismiss dismiss facts like that's where like yeah. you're, you, you can sure do whatever you want. You can have a different perspective about an opinion. Yes, great. But let's let facts be facts. That's that's what I'm, and that's what I mean by that needs to be based in reality. Like that that we have to agree on what the facts are, right? Right. The stuff outside of that, yeah. Like we can debate, we can we can determine right or how we want to approach this problem. But if we can't, if 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 I'm sitting here saying the you know the water is six feet deep, you know, and you're like, no, it's not, it's only six inches deep, right? Well, if you're five feet tall, that's a big difference, right? <laughs> and can't swim, I guess. I don't know what I'm trying yeah, to say. I, I, I was you know, like in my in my head, I'm like, what six is feet that? is not that deep. Yeah, <laughs> but no, you know what I mean. Like, if we're sitting here saying that okay, there's you know three hundred thousand, three hundred fifty thousand deaths from coronavirus, and then you have well, no, not all of those are really coronavirus related because they died from other stuff. They just happen to have the coronavirus when they died. Well, would they have died if they didn't have the coronavirus? Oh, it turns out their doctors say most likely not. Okay, and that's a slippery slope, right? Right. And and I get and I get that angle. I really do. I, like I, <sighs> that's where I just think the manipulation of the truth in order to paint a different reality that's that started five years ago during the campaign and where it got us is January 6th in my mind, right? To a point where this, the, this separation of, of people's beliefs from facts that it all just it's if he says it it's true but everybody else is a liar this is the only person in the entire world that i can trust to tell me the truth I'll, i'll challenge you on two fronts one i do think that the uh the white supremacy way of thinking has been bubbling for like at least 10 to 12 years. Yeah, that he, I mean, he certainly didn't make that like yeah, appear out that, of nowhere, but, but what I, he did was he, he made it, he embraced it. Yeah. Okay. And then I would, but I, but it's not to, I'm not trying to, yeah, I'm not, trying to, I'm saying like there are two things that he is actually 
figure out a way to amplify, right? That aspect of it. And the second part, which I think is equally important and probably more scary are the people that feel like as the country has progressed primarily in populist centers, they've been left behind. I, I still think yeah. there's a lot of validity to that argument. Um, and that goes back to like episode one or two that we did. Like we, there is that, that sense of being left behind and, and the country's progressing without us. And my situation is not getting better. It's getting worse. He figured out a way to tap into that. Um, well, and I mean, you think about it, right? There was a point where the sum of the rural residents was equal to or greater than the sum of the urban residents right. in most areas, right? Or in a given state. And now you're in a position where most high density, you know, city centers like Charlotte and Raleigh and even a Greensboro to some degree vastly outweigh or outnumber, you know, the number of rural voters. And so if you can get all the rural vote, voters to vote, now you're competitive. Right. And I, and I think that's what he was able to tap into. Yes. Um, and I think that that, that part should not be missed. No. Uh, and it's something that I mean, like, yes, the people who, f- who, are part of this country who feel like they have been left behind and forgotten cannot continue to feel like they are being left behind and forgotten. We cannot just say, well, it's, it's too late. Right. Like we need to figure out how we, how we can fix those, those areas. And I think it's the infrastructure plan, right. Or address their issues. Right. Yes. Yes, exactly. Because what, if I'm a farmer and you're telling me, well, that's that crop is no longer a thing, right? Yeah. Let's say we stop sub we stop subsidizing uh, corn. Yeah. Can you imagine what happens? Yeah. In a third of the of the heartland, if we stop subsidizing, uh, what's another crop we subsidize? Uh, I, corn always like that's, that's my the big one that everybody that's always my, talks about. Yeah, that's the victim. Yeah. <laughs> that's the target. So what do we do for those? Like that's that's where we because we have it can't to... just be the the solution is to stop sus- subsidizing, right? Right. The solution has to be okay. We stop subsidizing because we are also going to do X, right? We're gonna you know make it financially beneficial for them to transition to a different crop, right? We're gonna right. you know provide a program that gives them education on how they can you know transfer over to you know, a different type of use of the land, right? We're right. not going to leave it up to the giant corporations to just come in and buy up all these tiny little farms like they've been doing and continue to basically control all of the food distribution, distribution in the entire world, which, right. I mean, look at where that got us in the With last NAFTA. year. I mean, even just Tyson, right? Like, I mean, the yeah. whole freaking meatpacking industry that Smith was Fields. rampant, yeah, with COVID, because they couldn't keep people far enough apart. They couldn't afford to put in the freaking protective stuff in time. And at the same time, they couldn't shut it down because the entire country and the economy was built on it. Right. So those are those are the parts where, like, for people listening, and, you know, I, I 
I am not one party versus the other. Like I'm really not. Chris isn't either. Um, and I think that the hard part, or and I believe the hard part is wrestling through the, the, the points of contention and actually addressing the, the actual issues. If you're racist, two words, f- you. Um, but if you have serious concerns about, no, but this party supports what's important to me, that's where we need to get together and band together and say, okay, yeah, that's valid. That doesn't go away with President Biden. Yeah. We need to fix that, right? Um, but if you're racist, again, fuck you. But people that have serious concerns, they they may actually portray their issue as, or they may they may get lumped together with the white supremacists, and that's not fair to them. Their pain is louder than their issue. Then, yeah, that makes and sense. That's that's where we have to kind of like. And I struggle with it. <laughs> I mean, we have to, yeah, we have it's, to pause. But that's where I think, like we've talked about, right? It's it's important to understand that, you know, the seventy five million people that voted for Trump in twenty twenty was not all fanat. They didn't all freaking riot at the Capitol, right? Right. That was what do they say? Like eight thousand people, yeah, roughly. So. If you extrapolate, there's probably 200,000 people that would do that. In the entire country. In the entire country. Of 350 million. Yeah. And that's what we're supposed to be capitulating to. That's what you're worried. That's the group that you're concerned with. Because that's the thing. Yeah, he got these other people out, right? But what did he do four years later? He alienated enough of the suburbs that he pissed them off that they either didn't vote for him or they literally went and voted for Joe Biden. Right. I mean, like he he did the exact opposite. So, what is your plan that you're going to somehow re-embrace what he did four years ago, and then, and then what? Right? Like, I mean, what is your plan? Uh, that's you're going to run Don Jr. Right? Uh, who who I think I saw was it him or was it the other Trump that is being investigated for? inciting a riot that's don don jr yep yeah good for him (laughs) he finally made something of himself i hope his father's proud you know if anybody needs a pardon (laughs) (laughs) so and i and i say that there's a couple things and we're going to wrap it up because um i know you're hungry uh i can see your face there's a there's a couple things i want to be very clear about one, like, aside from, I, I did drop the F-bomb a couple of times. I am a pretty good Christian, right? But, and that's important for me to say. No, I know. It, I'm not I'm not mocking you. I'm sorry. The eye roll wasn't for you saying that you're a good Christian. It's for, I just think it's silly to think that saying the F word somehow makes you not a good Christian. I don't I, know. It's, it's a, it's a bad habit. I, I got to stop doing that. I, look, like, I, I don't disagree. I, I had a really bad habit of saying the wrong things in front of my kid. And she's finally at the point now where <laughs> she's, and it's not even like, I'm going to say it back to you. It's I'm already getting the, you know, you shouldn't say that in front of a kid. And I'm like, the fuck did you say to me? I know, right? <laughs> 
bitch. It's it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop doing that because I I know personally my faith guides me and you know here's what I will say about that. I shouldn't have to tell people I'm a Christian. You should know by you should know there's something different about me by what I do. Just an observation, not by what I tell you. But anyway, so I'm going to stop doing that. You're going to become but, the Philip Rivers of our podcast, is what you're saying. Uh, you God. knew I, I hadn't mentioned NC State all podcast, so I know. Thank, thank God for Go that. Uh, I, I, yeah. Although this well, was a terrible sports weekend for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, no Orange Bowl for me. Uh, I, I didn't tell you this, so my neighbors daughter is dating a carolina football player oh so they went to the orange bowl and when they came back in town um they all like, had covid no i'm sorry <laughs> no it was like sad i was like hey how'd it go oh well yeah i yeah, mean i was yeah it was like dude like, i never dated anybody on the football team <laughs> which i mean but i was always bummed when we'd come back from a bowl game that we lost that's why we stopped going was because uh seriously when we went to the gator bowl two years ago or three years ago um and we lost to i think it was texas a&m it was so disheartening like i just we kind of were like you know what i think that's the last bowl game we're gonna end up going to but it's well uh, yeah so anyway aside from that uh I would say that there the, there are things that one thing I've noticed in the last week or so, actually two weeks, and then it, it kind of blew up on the sixth. Our values have to be shown through our actions. And that's what I've been, I've been super wrestling with the fact of, I believe this. Am I showing this? I believe this. Did I display this at this time? And what's interesting is that when I look, when we look at, because we can't ignore the set. I think it's seven, actually 72.4 million people that voted for Donald Trump. We can't ignore the fact that they have issues and we have to, we have to sift through the racist ones. Right. And for those people who have nothing but hate in their heart, they can go to hell. I don't really care about them, but for the ones that have genuine issues as a country, as a state county cities, are we addressing their issues? And I think a lot of the times we're not. And that's where we end up in this spot. Secondly, I would say that um, it'll be okay, right? This is a time that life is calling this country to put up or shut up. And in all, in all definitions of that phrase, like, do you believe in democracy? Okay. The people that were, that are, charged with sedition should go it should face the fullest extent of the law no matter the office no matter the office i mean if it yes you should be charged and you should have to go to trial there's absolutely no reason not to and the third thing is party affiliation if it if it deters you from country right in right versus wrong or the a noble pursuit then you're, if it pulls you away from that, you shouldn't do it. Like that's, that's where we are. It's like, yeah, I don't necessarily like, I don't agree with actually, I I do hate Marco Rubio. So it's not even a good example. I do. I do like, I have nothing but disdain for Ted Cruz. Uh, 
but Mitch McConnell tried to pull himself out of the, out of the well. I can't kick him down. Like if he's trying to separate and we can, we can disagree on a lot of things. I'm, I'm probably not going to forget or forgive a lot of things. Yeah. But if his next step is to like, let's try to address this and move forward. Cool. But if it's forget and move forward. Nah, I'm going to kick him back in. Yes. I mean, I, I will agree. Yeah. I mean like this is a big water test, you know, here like for the GOP. Because ultimately, either you vote for democracy or you vote for a dictator, an attempted dictator. And they're really, I mean, like as much as you want to play the nuance game, there's not a lot of nuance in between it. Yeah. You know, like they're, they're, it's kind of one or the other at this point. And I, you know, I think this vote and then how your actions you know, like you said, right? Show your character in the long run, right? Because it's one thing if Mitch McConnell sits here and goes, nope, this is, you know, we absolutely need to impeach him. This was completely false. I do not support this in any way, shape, or form. And then immediately turns around and goes back to being the piece of shit that Mitch McConnell has always been, right? Like if it's... Or, or Lindsey Graham. Or Lindsey Graham. Yeah, I mean, right? Motherfucker going to sit there and support. Oh wait, did you just incite a riot against the Capitol where I happen to be? Well, now that's too much, mister. I don't, I can't, <laughs> I can't ride with you anymore unless it's on air force one to go to the Texas to go look at the wall that you built. Like that you didn't build still piece of shit. That's where I'm just, I mean, like if you're a South Carolinian who voted for Lindsey Graham, you have a lot of questions, right? You fucking better. I mean, I would hope so. Right. And that's, you know, if you're a, a Texas, a Texan who voted for Senate for Ted Cruz, if you live in Missouri and voted for the Virginian Josh Hawley, you know, like, <laughs> dude doesn't even fucking live in the state, does not own property in the state. <laughs> I mean, you thought, that's... You, you thought you were slick, but I caught that one. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, man, follow the bouncing ball, Josh Holly. Seriously. I mean, you like, got, you ooh. got got fool. <laughs> that fucking picture of him walking in with his fist up in the air. I swear to God, man. I'm going to. All right. This is it. Right? I'm going to. Yep. I got to go. Yo. Remember that stupid video of the, of the little chick going, catch me outside? Yeah. How about that? Every, how about that? Every time I see these white kids try to act so hardcore, I'm like, come on, man. Like, you know, you will not. There are some things you just won't do. Like, you can't, you can't be that stupid. No. There are some people like you're flexing. And if you caught this kid ran. The president said, I'll be walking with you. He ran. This chick from Colorado, uh, Miss, I want to carry a Glock to to the Capitol building. She ran. She tweeted out where Pelosi was during the the riots repeatedly. These are people I don't want saying they have my back because I'll end up dead. Because they obviously don't, right? They don't have even America's back. Oh, that's the stuff like on a different level, on yeah. a 
super different level. And all right, let me try to be like, well, I'm gonna be me. Nah, be like, don't smile on my face and stab me in the back at the same time. Remember that time at E area when we had this guy, much respect, but no respect, that tried to call me out in front of people. And I was just like, nah, I see. And it happened a lot of times. It's just like, and you'd be like, are you gonna like be okay with so and so? Like, nah. Fuck that guy. <laughs> like, and that would be my honest answer. Super professional. I would be nice and, you know, yeah. in public, but like, Hey, well, now I'm good. Um, there was one person that we had serious beef. And before they went back to their home spot, I was like, yeah, let's talk. Let's clear, let's clear the air. I'm, I'm a man of honor, but I'm, I'm also not going to let you kick me in the face. Yeah. Like I'm gonna, I will call a spade a spade. Like, and I, I won't even flinch. Like, yo, you did dirt. That's dirt. I don't care. It, it's just wrong. It's wrong. You have to have a backbone. You have to, you have to be honorable at the end of the day. You have you to have stand to, for something. I mean, yeah. that's what you know. Like, whatever it is that you believe, that's what you have to stand for. And yeah. that's where I do think you know, like. It's it will be very difficult for a lot of these GOP members to convince people that that what they have said over the past six weeks is not who they really are. But, you know, I mean, we'll we'll see. I mean, ultimately, you know, like what shakes out from this is going to be really interesting, I think, because you're going to have I think you're right. Like there is going to be some people that get kicked out of Congress because of what because of what they have done and because of what ultimately comes out of the investigations that they're going to do here. Um, you know, there's, you know, supposedly armed, uh, protests planned for each of the 50 capitals, including our lovely capital of Raleigh, North Carolina. Hopefully yeah. they forget that Raleigh's the capital and they think it's Charlotte and they'll go there instead. <laughs> well, as always, we're glad that everybody joined us. And, uh, this has been a somewhat of a, um, kind of a long podcast two hours yeah i mean hour and 49 minutes the important thing to note is that we have finally finally gotten a new trailer up the new trailer is up today i'm so proud of you chris there's a new episode that will be up tomorrow morning i'm super proud of you I know Super you're being sarcastic, but I appreciate it anyways. Yeah, all the, all the sarcasm in the world. But um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do your freaking job. I'm trying. <laughs> you're not trying hard enough. Um, yeah, yeah. The holidays kicked our butt. Uh, the 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 news has not been kind either. The, yeah, the news has just been like, yeah, I'm gonna hit you in the kidneys. Um, I dropped a couple f bombs this episode. Um, now I have to go back and clean those up. Yeah, I. Well, sometimes you got to put pepper in your food, man. But it's all good. We're glad that you joined us. You can always catch us on uh, anywhere you're listening to podcasts: SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Google Podcasts, uh, or YouTube Music. I'm sorry, and tune in. You can hit us up at the chris and andres show at gmail.com visit our website at chris and show.com where we have a lot of stuff that we write where it may not fit into a two-hour episode shocking um, i know right like two hours you think we could fit it all in there but... <laughs> well we don't get paid for this but we uh we do pay for this um dearly yeah <laughs> 
we're on Facebook ish. I don't know. Mostly just Twitter right now. Mostly just Twitter uh, at Chris and Andre show. Isn't it just and at Chris and Andre? Let's double check that. I want to make sure I'm factual. It uh, is at Chris and Andre. At Chris and Andre. Um, if you're simple for the folks. Yeah. If you're checking us out on Twitter, it's it's mostly Chris on Twitter. Yeah, it's but... that's all me. You can <laughs> if you if you read a few, you'll see it's definitely my voice. You know, my my writing voice. And I mean, you know, I also take the time to log into my personal one and respond to some and then I have these exchanges back and forth and try to make it look like Andre's really on Twitter, but no, it's just me. It's just me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you, you can't let me have that, could you? Nope. But, nope. nope. Right. but we are up to 21 followers on Twitter. All right. We're so that guy that, that was giving a shit about only having 20 can suck our d- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and somebody was trying to get at me like, you don't know politics. I'm like, Listen I don't Listen to have- the rest of our episodes. <laughs> yes, we have a lot of sports trailers, but the full episodes are like 90% politics, dumbass. <laughs> yeah, I don't spend all day on Twitter. But um, yeah, if we're not on Parlor, and if you are... And if, <laughs> well, if you were. <laughs> if you were, we'll find out. I was actually going to hit that... Uh, they put the archive of that on GitHub. Ooh. <laughs> That's all I can say. I just want to like just, just. I I probably won't, but man, it's so easy. You it's should so build easy. a graph database out of all that data. <sighs> Sorry, I had to go and ruin everything. Yeah, you did. Anyway, <laughs> as always, we're glad you joined us, and I'm Andre, and I'm Chris. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs>